Hi guys, welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. We have got you covered again and again and again. Hey guys, <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Dating Intelligence. We're here at Sticky Paw Studios in Las Vegas. What's up, Jamie Villamore? Not much. How are you today? I'm good. I'm a little, I feel off. You know, it's the headphone what? thing. I'm oh, not in yeah, headphones right. today. I feel like it's like, you hear all this extra noise around me. You look me. different. Do I? <laughs> Maybe I should keep them off all the time then, maybe, right? No, good. Put them on. Oh, nah, it's too late. They already put them away. So, all right, guys, we're here at the studio. We're about to do another episode. And um, before we get started, um, anything that you want to say, that what you've been up to for the past few weeks since we haven't been here? No, you've been gone too long. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know. We've both been out of play. Yeah, you've, you've been call cabin me and... hopping, and <laughs> I've been like at conferences and all this stuff too, and tournament softball games. It's been a whirlwind for the yeah. past few weeks. What do you have coming up next? Um, I'm actually doing a um, creative uh, immersive workshop that I've started doing. This will be our very first one. I'm going to rent a house in Dallas and uh, grab a gr group of people from PodFest that okay. I've met, and we're going to do this immersive content creation for about a week. Just helping each other out with podcasts and everything, dealing with that nature and going from there. Mm, a mm -hmm. whole week with a whole all week. the same people? Same people, you know. Is Jamie going? No, she's not. Okay. Does she have a podcast? No. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> you should be going with me, though. But I, everybody's like, how come your co-host is going? I go, she doesn't do any of that stuff. You know, she You're, just shows oh up to God. work. <laughs> you just show up to work. And that's what I love about you. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't even invite me. I, I know better. You're busy. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think it would have fit into your weekly schedule. Although Probably. I would love to have you there, yeah, though. Yeah, maybe so. I'll do, like, I'll pop in for I was going to ask you that. For we can day. talk more after this. Okay. I would love to have Sounds you do that. Good. So, All right, guys, we are going to jump into our guest today. And our first guest, we have two awesome guests today, and I'm super excited about this. We have a guest today that you could literally call the jack of all trades. I mean, this guy does it all. He's an actor, producer, director, author, and keynote speaker. With two doctorate degrees in both psychology and clinical hypnotherapy, he applies his skills and knowledge as CEO and founder of his company, The Architect of Being. With the majority of us living our lives on autopilot, he shares his passion and wisdom onto others who are ready to step out of their normal routine and transform their lives into a healthier and happier lifestyle. I've literally had the pleasure of talking to this guy on the phone on numerous occasions, and I tell you, I thought I had the gift of making people smile. Well, he had me as giddy as a five-year-old every time I got off the phone with him. Please welcome the incredible Dr. Travis Fox to the show. <laughs> wow. What's up, Travis? Thanks, man. How are you doing? Buddy? What yeah, an both intro. Well, that I mean, was an intro. Can I have that? That was amazing. I think my panties are wet. No offense <laughs> to you over there. Right. <laughs> I know mine are, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I've had so much time talking to you on the yeah, phone. Like, man. I tell him, I go, this guy, I go, he's like my new best friend. Everything he says is just like, we have such good rapport. I did. It's, yeah, it's great. It's taken months to get here. Too, it has been. It's so been a while. Yeah, how long have we been trying to get you on the show? Six months. Right. We to get this on the show. Well, like I said, this Never late than never, right? No, Save no. the best for last. Well, hopefully he's not the last. Well, yeah, I was like, I'm not sure where you want to go with that one. I'm going to toss that one back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I'm the last, let's go out with that, a bang. How about last for the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, we'll weird. say that. All right, I'm going to introduce his lovely wife over here. And not to play yes. second fiddle to this guy at all by any means it is his wife, who has a diverse corporate and entrepreneurial career. Having sat on multiple boards before the age of 30, she's the co-founder and CEO of Ultimate Business Quest, where she runs the show alongside with her husband. And when she's not conducting the orchestra at the office. She's an award-winning competitive bodybuilder who loves challenging herself in new ways. Please welcome Michelle Fox to the show. Thanks Hi, Michelle. Woo! 
Hi. You're gorgeous, by the way. Thank right? You. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. By the way, she's she started as, as a as a drag racer. Yeah. Not, not, dra- not yeah. drag. Nice. She was a drag. Yeah. She actually. Pomona. Was, Wow. Yeah, okay, well, let's get into this to start off, right? <laughs> so, so tell us about this. Like the Fast and the Furious. Badass. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Was. Uh, so interestingly enough, um, we had a career day when I was 16, mm-hmm. and we went to the Pomona Drag Strip. I fell in love with the racing. Like, I absolutely fell in love with it. So I uh, started on the pit crew with David Baca and his team. Nice. And what they said was, hey, this is a really intense man sport. Like, you really need to get your feet wet. And I was like, F you. I'm going all the way F in it. I'm going all the way in. And so I just started drag racing. I fell in love with it. How long did you do that for, by the way? Um, About two years. And then I went um, went straight into planes. So <laughs> wait, so now you aviation? I was doing aviation, yeah. 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 So you have a license to fly, a license to drive, <laughs> yeah. and just a fucking badass license to be How a badass. How long did it take you to do <laughs> that? Jeez. Um, it took uh, let's see, about six months before I could solo. Uh, but I was also managing the school simultaneously. So yeah. I got, I was always in the planes, like everywhere we went, especially like um, across country. So I got my hours really quickly. Wow, <laughs> Did you ever great. get scared? Like, oh, up there? absolutely. There was one, one moment I'll never forget where I actually saw people. Like we did a spin and the pilot that was with me is an old Delta captain. And he was like, hey, that was a little too close. I think we're going to, we're going to call it a day. And he, I was, I'm like I. I'm like I piddled. I okay. so piddled. Like I was. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm done. I, so I took a, a very long break after that. Okay. And then just started doing other crazy stuff, like jumping out of airplanes and stuff. So. Total adventure here. Wow. I, I, I warned you. Yeah, I gave you guys a heads up. I was like, you know, I'm interesting, but she's far more interesting. So guys, we have Dr. Travis Fox on our show today. And like, and like I said, he was, he's already amazing himself, but we had to bring his wife on because we have a great topic for both of you. But I want oh, to get into your story as well, you know, on, on how sure. you got your beginnings and yeah. what you're doing right now, obviously. I mean, you're busy. I work for her. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's solve that problem. Right. I work for her. I mean, Seventy-one other one of us work for her. So, uh, I, you know, when you know, my start's kind of odd. Uh, I'm a third world kid. I grew up uh, outside the United States. I grew up in Japan and Germany for okay. the better part of my my ten first ten years of life, with a brief stop when I was about four, four and a half, five years old in Florida. And my father put a golf club in my hand. And my father was an avid golfer. He was kind of a mediocre athlete, good at everything, but not great at anything. But golf was his one conundrum. Gave me a golf club. And then uh, we came back when I was around nine and a half years old, and my parents did a really cool thing. They sat down with me as an only child and said, hey, guess what? We're getting divorced. You get to choose who you're going to live with. So my childhood ended that day, and I went into a different mode, which is probably why I became who I became. And golf was the only way my father and I could relate. Okay. We were literally two bachelors. So I was pretty much on the golf course all day, and he was off you know, fighting, doing fighter pilot things that he did. And my mom introduced me to modeling and acting. And... This is where it became interesting because, uh, and this will sound odd, but it's perfect for the show. I'm actually bihemispheric, not to be confused with other things, meaning I can use my left brain exclusively or my right brain exclusively because I had parents that were equally dominant. Right. They, neither one of them mm. used the opposite. Mom's completely right brain creative, <laughs> no clue about logic whatsoever. Dad's completely logic and emotionally dis, uh, disassociated from everything. And so it was an interesting way to grow up. But bottom line is I, I played golf and was acting modeling by the time I was nine and a half. I did my first gig. Uh, my mom trained me in a week. How to do runway modeling. She was that good. And I was like, okay. Nice. All I just, I just, all I heard was, 
if I get the gig, I get 200 bucks, I could go buy an Atari. That's <laughs> and just all walk I a straight yeah. line. Walk just a straight walk line. A straight don't follow, line. Yeah, don't fall yeah. off the damn stage Stop. and smile and wave, <laughs> right? Do the, the elbow, end. elbow, wrist, wrist <laughs> thing. And uh, I got the gig, ironically. And uh, my first gig was JCPenney's runway model, and I got hooked which extraordinarily pissed my father off because he's like, well, that's not real work. I'm like, yeah, but it pays well, yeah, dad. So this is about work smart, not hard. And that's what I understood education should have been. And uh, long story long, I got into it and been filmed television all the way up through. And I was getting ready to turn pro and said, I've got a great idea. I'm going to turn pro dad. And my subconscious had a different idea. It said, how about we become a first time father and we break this chain because this is not really your path. Mm -hmm. But I was so cognitively locked in and scope locked on, I need to be a PGA Tour golfer, that's what I need to do to please dad, that I wasn't really listening to me. So my subconscious did a beautiful thing and said, well, we're gonna go a different direction. And I became a first time father and had an emotional collapse, just <laughs> crashed. I went into college as a real estate major, came out with <laughs> a psychology degree. Yeah, That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, but what happened was I met my mentor who I, you know, I love dearly. I sat under him for 15 years before he released me and he's taken the great journey now. But he, um, he came to me and said, Hey, have you ever done subconscious modalities? And I said, the hell is subconscious modalities? What are you talking about? No clue what he meant. And he introduced me to it and I was hooked. Like she talked about drag racing. Okay. I was snapshotted. I want to know everything about how do we actually transform ourselves? And this what, is right out of college by this time? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm a whopping mm -hmm. 18, rolling 19 gotcha. at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I became absolutely obsessed with understanding how does the subconscious actually work? How do we really transform ourselves? My original intention when I got in was I wanted to get back on golf because my golf career had just tanked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. But my, actually, my dissertation actually was on golf. Okay. And that's what made me, uh, you know, relatively famous in the golf world and spun my career and the rest is history. But I've spent 31 years in self-transformation, entrepreneurial development and cognitive structuring. Yeah. But the real challenge is I can sit here and talk to you guys about stuff all day long, but it doesn't change anything. But it's really good mental masturbation, which might fit for the show. So it doesn't do anything. And that's the problem I had with the self-help industry. And I was in it for years. And I was one of those guys that said, hey, go buy the, in the back of my room, buy my stuff for $30,000, dollars $50,000. But I knew cognitively that, you know, more than 80% of the people, as soon as they walked out the door, they were never going to do anything with it. Okay. And I couldn't live with that. Do you feel the others thought that way as well who were doing it at the time? Or I do think you feel the like industry is fraught believe... with it. Let's, let's just do numbers. Let's just yeah. forget opinions. Let's just do numbers. The self-help industry is a $936 billion yeah, dollar business yeah. a year. If it's self-help, how much freaking help do you need? $936 billion? That's codependency, family, any way you slice it. Because it should be an educational process where we teach you to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Not guruize me, be like Dr. Fox. Don't be like me. I'm a nut job. I'm a total dork. I'm a ham. I'm all these other things. Be you, man, which is the real journey. And if you really boil it down to simplicity, it's not about going, oh, I need to become something. No, you need to stop being the crap that you're acting on and remember who you are before our educational system sank their teeth in you and our social structure said, this is who you're supposed to be and this is the definition that you need to live by. None of those are yours. Right. Those are all self-hypnosis. And we're all master hypnotists. The problem is we have no idea how to wield it. So if I handed you a big machine gun and said, this thing does this, you're like, great. But you'd start pointing in direction, you'd have all kinds of casualties. We do the same thing to ourselves, we do the same thing in relationships, and we damn sure do it in our business model. And we wonder why our, you know, our models are at about 80% failure rate, including divorce now pushing somewhat, 72%. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is insane. Wow. Yeah. Well, great show. Okay. Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was awesome. Now, now, now we're all depressed. That <laughs> yeah, sucks. Sorry, guys. So how Sorry. often do you get to use your, um, you know, your hypnotherapy? Like how often? Because I know that I you're on the road a lot. right now. Okay. Well, well you're hypnotizing me right now. No, quite the opposite. Okay. No, I, um, my mentor and master was, was absolutely brilliant. Uh, it took me a long time to really understand the journey he took me on. Um, and he, 
it was such I, it, I don't even know how to, uh, to honor him anymore except for the legacy that I leave and work with her every day on and the entire team and everybody we work with is everything I do is, is actually the clinical is called reverse hypnotic thematic learning through synthesiastic movement, which is a really fancy way of saying, hey, guess what, kids? Me hypnotizing you is stupid. Yeah. Here's why. You're already hypnotized. You do it to yourself every single moment. You just don't even know you're doing it. And you do it in multiple frames. You do it with multiple personality parts. You do it with how you adjust your body. We do it disassociatively. We do it associatively. We do it in all these kind of compounded ways, but we have no idea how to wield it. None. And everybody's afraid to tell everybody how to do it. My mentor master was like, listen, knucklehead, I, I taught you this so that you could take it out to the world with someone like her and mm -hmm. our entire team to go time out. Shouldn't we learn? And let's talk about dating now, because let's ask, let me ask you guys a question. What's the single longest relationship you've ever been in? Jeez. Well, well mine's, you want to know the real answer? No, lie to me. It's more fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> 17 years for me. 17. Yeah. 11. 11. Cool. And I'm not going to ask how. Chris, I forgot your age. I think you and I are fairly similar. I think I'm the oldest guy in the room. 28 years old. Whatever. Yeah. I love you for 27. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So let's agree that both your answers were awesome, but you, lift, you left out the best relationship. You. Your single longest relationship is with yourself. Right. And yet we have no idea how to date ourselves, how sure. to be with ourselves. How do I get this thing out of my head? How does this thing that's broken all the time not be broken? And is it really broken? Do I really want what I really wanted? Why do we do all the sex in the dark? Because we're afraid to talk about the shit we want in the light. So cut the crap. We don't teach any of that in our educational system. And yet the single longest relationship we're ever going to have is with yourself. Before you start dating everybody yeah. else and going, you need to fulfill my shit because I got big ass holes in here because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. It's your responsibility to make me happy. And you don't, fuck you, I'm divorcing your ass. Right. Great model. And we wonder why marriage makes no sense in the United States. It makes no sense. You get married in 30 seconds, but it takes six months to get divorced at minimum. Is that bass backwards to anybody or am I just the <laughs> idiot in the room? Like, shouldn't it be six months before you contemplate this lifelong theoretical decision? And then we say death do us part. Define death. There's multiple deaths that we mm -hmm. all go through in life. There's death of personality. There's death of your ego. There's death can be death, obviously, of the body. But there's also death of a dream. There's death of hope. There's death of, all these other deaths that we don't talk about. So part of what we do at the Ultimate Business Quest is, one, let's get back to the basics. Everybody, everyone in this room, everyone listening to the show, watching the show, all of you were masters at one time, and you got sold a bill of goods through mass hypnosis. It's called high school. When you graduated high school, it sounded something like this. Great. Your childhood is over. It's time for you to get serious. Figure out what the hell you want to do with yeah. the rest of your life. It's time for you to grow the fuck up and be an adult. Here's the problem. You have no idea how to be a fucking adult. In fact, you've spent 17 or 18 years of your life mastering the complete opposite. You have subconsciously mastered fun, imagination, playtime, fearlessness. You've mastered all that. And then you have to go out and learn how to be an adult. And you get inducted into this beautiful process called the School of Hard Knocks, which kicked the living shit out of right. you. And tragically... It does it on a scale of grandiose proportion that makes war look almost like a joke. And I say that with all respect to war, especially coming from a military family, is it's done generations, centuries of people who have passed through this life, not even not coming to their potential, didn't even know they had it. Absolutely hypnotized into believing they had to be an adult. First of all, I don't like adults. I think adults suck. And I'll tell you straight to your face, you're an asshole. I don't like adults because you think, you think you're important when you get, there's this beautiful thing called death. Right. That's coming for us all. And what's really cool about death, and it's a really hard thing to grasp, especially when you get into the cognitive ego, is it's eminent. 
You ain't getting out of it. You can't fuck your way out of it. You can't buy your way out of it. You can't negotiate your way out of it. You can't. Yeah, it it's doesn't work. It's coming for you. It's coming for you. Right. Yeah. So it's the ultimate adventure. Right. And you've got a day with that. You've got a guaranteed ticket for that ride. No one can take it from you. They can't borrow it. Nothing. It's your ride. So why isn't your entire life looked at that concept of one day, this is all going to end. Therefore, every single moment I experience, up to including the moment we're having right now, shouldn't it be the ultimate what you're doing? Shouldn't you really be present? Now, we have other books in here, and I've said, you know, Eckhart's a great one, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Joe, all great teachers. Here's the problem. We only teach this much. Why don't you give everyone the freaking blueprint so we as a species can, one, have fun before we all die, two, really do good quality business? The things that we've seen come out of the quest just in the short time that it's been out there, blown my mind. That's great. Because people are actually going, holy shit, I am the architect in my life. I'm like, duh. But our education system taught us, no, 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 no. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Exactly. What, what I, I can't stand it. I loathe it. Yeah. What age do you think that? And I don't like, loathe our teachers. I loathe the system. I, I really right. crystal clear. I, I, I agree. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 The, what it's, it's what the is system. You, it, it's literally, um, I think it puts a thumb on our kids and, huh. and they, can't, they can't grow. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. they, neither can the teachers. Neither can the schools. And that's where the frustration comes in. They're already wrapped up in it. Well, let's so, be candid. What we and went to a school. those aren't the people that I want inspiring my children to begin with. So no. I pulled my kids out. They're not allowed to inspire. This right. is about That's test true. taking for no, tax dollars. No, and then it's like, um, if my kids want to fucking color outside the lines, let God, them fucking color outside. There's no rules. Don't tell yeah. me what I can wear and what I can't ah, wear. What a Don't. great statement. Yeah. There's yeah. no rules. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we were told as kids? If you could believe it, you can become it. You can become the president of the United States. We were told of these big dreams. Where'd they go? And ask yourself this question, all of you watching the podcast, ask yourself this question. When did you trade in dreaming for hoping? Hoping has an implied doubt because you hope for the best, but you say it with me. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to say it. You plan for the worst. <laughs> and now let's play the game of subconscious modalities. So if I plan for the worst, that means that's what's really going on. So all this law of attraction shit where everyone goes law of attraction. And yes, by the way, I was the co-producer and co-star of the sequel to The Secret. I'm the guy that said, hey, guys, you have to acknowledge the darkness because the darkness is what's running you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the shadow. And we're so afraid of it because we're like, well, there's pain down there and there's judgment down there. And what happens if people find out I'm a fuck up? I'm like, you are a fuck up. We all are. Get yeah. over yourself. Right. Understand the concept of, if we're going to look at it from the Taoist point of view, the light and the dark have to equally exist. And if we look at how we date, going back to the mm -hmm. original topic here, during the day, hey, how are you? Good to meet you. This is great. I'm, you know, I really have these. Okay, it doesn't take a great actor to spot a bad one from the famous line, <laughs> right? And then at nighttime, we're a different person. Why is that? Good question. Yeah. Why is that? And if you look at it, the truth is always discovered in the dark. I'll let you guys figure that one out for a second. Every nightclub is dark. Dark. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to look like an idiot yeah, while I'm on the dance true. floor. This is true. Right? And why do I serve oh. you alcohol? Because it gets you out of your head of the judgment of I might make a different decision. I'm, on a, I'm not really free. I'm in my own prison. We're back to the original conversation. I have never gotten out of this concept who I really am. So part of what we did in the Ultimate Business Quest is we took it back to the basic lowest hanging fruit, puns intended. Sorry. Thanks for laughing. Bad joke. <laughs> this audience is like, holy shit, we thought this was dating. <laughs> we took it back and I asked Michelle, who is the CEO, I said, hey, there's a couple of things that I've discovered over here in my 31-year career and still going is that people are petrified to acknowledge who they are. Well, how the hell can you write a business 
If you can't acknowledge who you are and go, well, this is what she's good at, this is what he's good at, this is what she's good at, that's what he's good at, and maximize that personality, but more importantly, discover the parts of their personality that is not coming forward. Okay. So for example, if I say, hey, Christopher, you know what? You're a great warrior, Mm -hmm. and I'll classify that archetypally. Well, if we go for the basic archetypes, warrior, wizard, bard, jester, which is the basic four, that means 75% of your personality isn't even in the game. It's on the bench. Well, how the hell are you ever become the king or queen of your own life if right. you don't have access to all Because you've already part- pigeonholed me into being that warrior. Or you've I, pigeonholed yourself. Right, and I can't do anything else now. Right. Right. Right, and so yep. I, all of a sudden you go, well, I'm a warrior, I'm a warrior, I'm a warrior. But what if a warrior doesn't have a cause? What if a warrior loses heart? What if a warrior gets his heart broken or betrayed? What then? I'm dead. Exactly, on the inside. Right. Now you go into hypnotic sleep or mm-hmm. zombification, and you just pass through life. You can read all the self-help books you want. You can go all the things you want, and they're all great. They have their own value. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I've been part of that industry a long time. Here's the problem. There's no blueprint out. So what do you do now? You wander around beating your head against a wall and expecting to become a door. So we sat down, and we spent a good year first dialoguing. But then when we finally designed it, we locked ourselves in for a week. No phones, nothing. Nobody talked to us and said, what is the real journey we go on entrepreneurially? and self-transformational simultaneously because those of us have been bifurcated into two buckets. Why? So I'm in business right. and I have that moment, right? All of a sudden now I'm gonna have my midlife crisis. Now I'm gonna, you know, I'm 50 years old. I'm gonna go ahead and date, you know, a 21 year old and get a Ferrari because now I gotta relive my life. Right. Okay, that's a little cliche. Or I'm in the self-help world and I'm so woo-woo, I can't bring that back into the business world. And they've been this ocean apart. Yet if we look at it, the only way companies can transform is the individuals running it. Because no matter what business you're in, you're in the people business. So learn you first, then learn, but do it in a fun way so it's not scary. But how do you, how do you um, project that to others, though? In theory, like let's say at a CEO level, yeah. let's say because um, you're running a company like that, how do you, how do you have everyone drink the Kool-Aid? Or, you know, in other words, how do you do that in a way where everybody's now being like all creative types, all this, you can do this, you can do this, which I highly believe in because sure. that's something that I, even as a tennis pro, when I, when people look at me, I go, look, I go, my job is not to basically teach you how I am. Right. My job is to show you the tools so you can be the best player you can be. And that's how I train people. So I believe in this. I believe in everyone's should be their own person. Right. Cause I'm my own person. Although that darkness is right though, because there's that, obviously, you know, Jesus, right. I got a dark place that sometimes I'm willing to go there. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard for me just to break out of that and and understand what I need to do. Well, let's to, play. Yeah. Well, like that comment you just made. Mm-hmm. Great comment. Very common. I'm willing to go there. Right. Who's I in that sentence? Me. Who's me? That's a pronoun shift. Oh. <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm willing to go there. That means there's two parts yeah. of you already in the conversation going, well, I'm willing to go there. Like it's a foreign place. It's yeah. there. It's you. Right. It's always there. Yeah. It's never not there. I mean, did you drop, did you cut your head off and just walk right, around? Right, yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But we say these things so flippantly because we're not really paying attention. And if we go back to the basics, and Bruce Lee, amazing, just said this you know, comment, you know, be careful with the words that you use because you're casting spells. That's why it's called spelling. So each one of those words has an energy sequence mm-hmm. and an intention and also a deeper meaning. That's the part we don't pay attention to. So when we talk about like law of attraction, if I put it on my wall and I think about my purple Lamborghini, how come it didn't show up? That's wishing on a star. Yep. That's not how it works. And that was what we did in the, in the sequel to the movie in 2020 was to go, wait a minute, we've missed a couple steps here, kids. And we apply this to dating, going back to the concept of the show, is we walk in, what's the first thing we do? Put our <laughs> best foot forward because yeah, we want them to like us. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you want them to like you at the moment, right? 
what you're, what obviously I, what we do and it's what we did and what we invite people to look at, especially in the company is what do you, what do you like about this conversation? I don't care whether you like me or not. That's a secondary conversation. What do I like about it? Do I like anything at all about right. it? I don't feel like most people can answer that. Most of us are too afraid. Yeah. Because if I turn and go, you know, Christopher, what I really enjoy hanging out with you, but you know, here's the reality check. You know, you're a wizard, which means you're super intelligent, mm -hmm. and I'm a bard. I'm really into my passion. Sometimes I'm up, I'm down. I'm an emotional basket case, and your structure fucks with my non-structure. And I can tell we're going to be combative, and I don't want to do that. I'd rather just be friends. Or hey, you know what? Thank you for teaching me. I may need a little more structure because I'm averse to it. Right. We never do that. Okay. But isn't that what dating really is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Does it fit with what I'm working on in me? Not do you complete me? Right. That's the most dangerous thing we can say to someone because then what happens if that person doesn't complete you? Boop. And that's what you do. Wash, rinse, and repeat. And we do that in business and we do that in our, with ourselves and our body. Well, she's the master of body. I'll, I'll, that's her personal. She's, <laughs> she's a competitor. I just try to keep up. The, uh, but in business, we do the same thing and we keep repeating it. Because let's ask how many people on the podcast and I'd love to do a poll. How many people believe they're ready to start their own business right now today? I bet you mm. more than half your audience is going to say yes. Great. What's your first step? Right. But that's where they fail because they don't ever complete the first well, step. Well, they don't ever make yeah. the first step. Right. Right. Because so it's dreams. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So it's all talk and I no action. Stand. Yeah. I, I cannot stand that. And why? Probably fear. Or they're okay. not ready or they're waiting for something else instead of just or getting it done. They've been so socially conditioned to have a blueprint and they don't have one. That was the other thing. There is say. none. There is one. It's called the Ultimate Business Quest, and it is a blueprint. But you fill in. You remember that? You remember those books there, you played as a I kid? I feel like there can't be a blueprint. There is because w you just don't know what to expect. So there's certain. You may think that this is what you're going to do, and that's when you have to be good at problem solving, or maybe. Do you? What why, do you mean? Why do you have to be business. good at it? Yeah, you no. don't have to be good at it. Right. Well, you hire the people that are right. in, in so that area. So what business area. are you in? Um, for example, if I was in the marketing business. Okay. Um, or like podcasting, like we podcast. <laughs> sure, of course. But I'm not a marketer, but right. I'm going to hire the best marketing person uh -huh. to get my podcast out there so people can sure. hear it. Right. So what business are you in? Um, if I'm in the business of podcast, I have several businesses, but in this case, like if we were podcasting, but I think you're always trying to say the people business, we're, 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 in, the same, we're in the same business. All, I think no. everyone's in the people business. Exactly. Right. And there's a blueprint for that, right? There's a blueprint. And then you have the business bifurcation that comes from that, but it's done in adventure form. So go back in time. Mm -hmm. There's two ways you can look at this. One, you remember the first time you went and saw an epic movie, Lord of the Rings, maybe Harry Potter, right? You're looking at a product that took years to build yeah. and you get to watch it in compressed time, probably called two and a half hours. Right. But you get so emotionally attached to the characters. You're so immersed in the in experience that when you walk out of theater, you're still yakking about it. Yeah. yeah you want okay. more. Right. They leave you wanting more. There's a feeling that drives that. Most of that is called adventure, right? Or fun. Or in our case, well, when I come out of a strip joint, I feel like that all the time. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah, oh my God. Same concept. <laughs> or when you're the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like, I got to go take care of me now. <laughs> and I'm broke. Shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm drunk. That's dumb. Right. Right? So you look at that from that point of view or the other concept concept is what is the one thing you mastered as a kid? What did you master? Everyone did in mm -hmm. some form or another. We all mastered the same thing. You learned how to have fun. You activate your imagination. The real part of you that's running the show like that as an adult, you have to go through cognitive. Oh, well, I got to think about it and I've got to go hire this person or hire this. I'm like, boring. So what if you come back to thematics? We run on themes. We always do. 
when we get into the thematic version, you come back to the basic of fun because what else do you really get into business for? Don't tell me because you really enjoy right. business. Nobody does. Fuck right. you. You don't. I just you, do what I want and have fun. Right. What, <laughs> what's another word? What's another word for that? One word. Um, Starts with an F. Like my last name. Easy. Freedom. Every single person gets into business because they want the freedom. Even Elon Musk. I want the freedom to enjoy my life because I know deep down in places I don't want to talk about because it's scary. Death is imminent. And like the great Alan Watts said, life doesn't define death. Death defines your life. So if you acknowledge one day this is all going to end, yeah. right? all this is going to go. Right. You know, we've all talked. I've heard you guys talk about the show before. You know, beauty fades. We got to go past the this. Great. So cut the shit. What's behind that? What am I willing to do in my life? If I only had 30 days left to live, would I be doing any of the things I'm doing in my life now? And if any part of your answer is no, you owe it to the single longest relationship you're ever going to have. You, you go, this doesn't work. I got to yeah. stop. I'm lying to myself, which further validates we're the greatest hypnotists on the planet. We just don't realize we're That's doing true, it. That's true, though. That is very okay, true. So what would you say to someone like me that I wasn't taught any of this? Like for Download me the app. Now you can have it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm going to be a smartass. I mean, right. that's, that yeah. is our quest. I actually went to Michelle and said, look, I know how to architect. This is what I'm good at. I'm not the best business person. I'm not the best speaker. We have amazing teams that are better speakers than me, mm -hmm. that are better creators than me. She's a better business person than I am. She's better organizationally from a structural point of view than I am. I get bored in the mundane. It drives me bananas. I'm a people person. Yeah. If you put me in front of 10,000 people, I'm at home. You put me in front of a desk, I'm dead. That's yeah. the same can't way. I'm just yeah, blowing my brains out, can't do it. As well. But she can manage yeah. all of these people like it's just nothing for her. So I said, wait a minute. What business are we really in? Well, first we're in people. So it's looking for how to understand, how do we understand ourselves? How do we understand people? We do it in a fun way through archetypials. Now this archetypial has gone through a 20 year journey of working with at-risk youth teenagers in the real front lines, because that's where we had to find out if we can take these kids that have been super traumatized, and I mean, pick it kids, mm -hmm. name mm -hmm. it, who can, can come from that and bring them back so that the family is healed and they can live productive, enjoyable lives, we can do it with people that are just neurotic. So we took that and we took architecting and slammed it together at her direction and then we put it in a game. Why? Because you both have 17 years of mastering gameplay. You just forgot how to do it. And someone told you along the way, just like they did with us and all of you out there, hey, you gotta be an adult. When I'm like, wait a minute, why aren't we, why aren't we all about playing the serious game of business? Playing being the operative word. We get so attached to things, right? Yeah. And we get attached to it in a way that absolutely we get in our own way. And so what do we do? We seek out gurus, whatever, ayahuasca, Dunham, right? Card carry member. And we finally go, what am I really searching for? To give myself permission to be who I really am. That's it. Cut the shit. Everything else is an adventure. You're going to die broke. You're going to die broke. I'm going to die broke. She's going to die broke. The question is, did you really live? Right. So the ultimate business quest is about following those dreams in a step-by-step -step manner of, yes, we're going to show you how to build a company. We have, we have a thing that after every adventure that's called the wizard's room. You get to meet her in the boardroom, which says, okay, here's all the things you just went through with all the teachers and the adventures that you were on, but this is how you apply it. See, when you go from fantasy to reality and reality back to fantasy, now you're using both sides of you. You're using your cognitive consciousness and your subconscious simultaneously which is what really is supposed to happen. Right. Otherwise, we walk around going, well, you know, I really think I want to buy a yellow car, but your subconscious goes, bullshit, we're buying a green one. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, you do, you're all over here like, well, I don't even know why. I don't even like green cars. Why did I buy a green car? And it's because we got to realize that our subconscious is running the show and even more so our shadow. So there's a, so there's a um, I'm sure there's a percentage, but, but I'm probably answering my own question. I'm sure it ebbs and flows with everyone differently. Um, how, how often do you feel like, for instance, people follow 
that subconscious and just go for that, you know, and I'll, and I'll use business as an example. Like you said earlier on, most people who want to start their own business, they'll right. talk about, they never do it. You know, like I know for both of us, I'm a doer. I know for sure. When I say I'm like, You're if someone asks me, I go, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. And I admit it, but then I go, well, you know, I, I'll know when I'm ready. And You're it lawyer. usually comes to me in a dream, which is probably my subconscious. And once totally. my subconscious and my dream does it, I do it right the next day. Like right. starting this podcast, I'm going to shoot oh, a podcast and I start it the next day. You mean it's an inside out job? It's a, like an inside out, yes. Like this, what like a concept, dark, right? right? Yes, Which is right. what you did as a kid. Yep, And okay. until someone told you you had to start, well, you have to be reasonable. You got to use your judgment. I was already judging as a kid. Yeah. I judge object and time and space, which is what we do from, from a conscious perspective. And so what ends up happening is we suck the fun out of it. I mean, come on, you guys have been business long mm -hmm. enough. You're full grown ass adults. Name, name at least one business. You're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you started off great. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And 99% of the time it's cultural clash or we got the wrong partner, just like dating, right? Oh, we're good partners, honey. We are we're good going partners. You're good partners, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you understand the nature of the relationship. Mm -hmm. we what do. she does and what you do makes total sense, right? Where you're coming with the warrior, the doer right here, where she's going to be more the bard and the feeler. Mm -hmm. She's going to feel it out. If it doesn't feel right, she's going to be quiet. Yeah. Right? Until she's going to contemplate it. hard questions. Right. Then she'll snap into wizard mode and she'll go, okay, I'm going to do a little deposition here. <laughs> Which you right? do, right? Which she does, way. right? Yeah, I've already it's done a profile. I, I was watching. I was like, God, it's a great thing. It's fun. And so when you make it fun, now we're poking fun at ourselves like, yeah, that's right. I do get up in my head and I do pick on that. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to whip him. Got it. Okay. As opposed to, oh, man, I cannot understand that person. They're so negative. They do this and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, we're over in their story. But why? You haven't finished your own. Yeah. What are you doing? Right? So when we look at that from a dating and a business perspective, but, you know, to me, they're all the same because you're the central axis of your world, right? That was the one thing that we all agreed as a company was on our company culture was it's fun. If it's not fun, we ain't doing it. See. Period. I, I done. And it's yeah. all based on TLC, trust, loyalty, and communication. Simple. I trust her to run the company. She's smart. She's the right, and I say this respectfully, she's the right man for the job. If we're going to genderize the crap, which I hate, but she's the right man for the job. She always was. Right? And believe me, she runs mostly guys. Right. right? Our company is 70% men. Now, that's not by choice. It's just by the right people for the right spot. All of us are like, okay, boss goddess, whatever you say. Okay. Now, uh, with, that, with that being said, so sorry, for business side of it now, mm -hmm. for you, the people that you've hired, how do, how do you suss them out to make sure that they're a fit? I'm sure there's probably, oh, they's not a complete fit, but can you work with that and try to change that mm -hmm. a little? No, not at okay. all. Um, and a lot of that is um, when somebody comes into an organization and you're trying to make them fit, mm -hmm. square peg ran hole. Of course. And it's really getting to know those individuals, but also using the archetypes. So it's the warrior, the wizard, the bard, and the jester. Who are they and how are they showing up and do they fit within that particular niche? Because a lot of um, bards are really great in a marketing aspect or somebody that's actually vocalizing the um, the message of your company mm -hmm. because they're your feelers. The warriors are the doers, the managers, the ones that point and shoot and get it done. And um, then you have your jesters, okay. which are not super reliable and have very awkward timing. So, you know, they, they make that really weird comment and you're like, that was a little awkward. That was, that was probably not the right timing. Yeah. So as soon as you hear that, you're like, oh my gosh, they're such a jester. Um, or they're, they're by the river and, you know, in a tent or laying on the, you know, the side and just sleeping there and they're having a, um, electronic detox. So okay. those are your jesters okay. and they're typically going to just bounce in and out. And so if a jester comes and tries to interview and you're like, hey, what do you like to do? And they're like, 
well, I don't have any devices. I go out in the wilderness and I'm gone for a week. And you're like, yeah, you might not be a desk job person. Okay. You know, that may not be so a good fit. So these are built-in <laughs> questions that you guys ask everyone Absolutely. when they come in for interviews. And you know exactly yeah. because of the template Ex and, yep. the, and I guess the percentages of who you've interviewed or whatever, you know yeah. this. That's and great. that's what we actually um, teach inside the app as well, is how do you identify within yourself, within your relationships, and also within the business workplace. And also there's parenting that we threw in there in case any parents want to actually understand of what is my child? Are yeah. they a bard, a warrior, right. wizard, and gesture? Because each one you talk to differently, each one you manage differently in a business aspect. And you're definitely not going to want to put a warrior or a wizard in with the bards. Yeah. Because the bards and the war and the wizards will do it. So break it out. down yeah, the four <laughs> for our audience. So the wizard is more of your analytical, the people that love data. And they're always finding the flaw in every single thing that happens. It's like they can walk into a, a, you know, a building and they're like, oh, well, that's wrong. That's in the wrong place or this isn't right. And, and you think they're nitpicky, but there actually is their beautiful... Um, it's, it's them, them at the core level of really finding all the flaws so they can make it better. And though we need the wizards yeah. in order to find all the flaws. Otherwise, all your customers are going to find the flaws, you know. <laughs> and uh, the bard is the beautiful one that feels, the one that portrays the message, that loves to, you know, be in the marketing aspect of things or loves drama or loves art. And then... Um, you have the warrior that's all about the feeler. Like I'm sorry, the um, the the doer, the um, my warrior's heart. Yes, thank you. My warrior's heart. Um, they love a cause. They love to help people. Um, and then you have your gestures, like I talked about, where um, they they are a little bit more uh, off the grid. Yeah, off the grid. <laughs> more the bigger. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the great uh, consultants. Okay. Or okay. board advisory boards. Now, so. when when this happens, do they already? Because they come in with they um with their previous jobs or whatever is it? I'm going jobs now on this. So do they do they add up to who they really are Absolutely. in that aspect? That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. And we and now that we've just been doing it for so long, we can just look at somebody and just based off of their mannerisms, we're like, oh, total bard or right. total jester. But it makes it really fun in the workplace okay. because then you're not poking at people in a negative way. It makes it really fun of, oh, you're, you're so warrior. Like, you're just a warrior. You're right. in warrior zone right now or you're wizarding out or, you know, hold on, let me overthink this. I'm wizard. <laughs> you know, I'm being the wizard. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, right? so. yeah. I love that you said you have to separate the bards and the warriors. So we're the <laughs> bards totally. compared to the warriors. Are they in separate quarters at this point? I'm just making fun, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, and that's what it's supposed to be, too. Okay. Because all those personality profiling tests – a lot of people don't remember them or they're so negative. And it's like, well, you're a red personality. I can't get along with you because you shouldn't be here. It's like everybody can, every single person is one and actually multiple um, of the archetypes. Okay. Because just because you're a warrior doesn't mean you go, you're not a jester. Of course, right. You have mm -hmm. each element inside you and that's how it, we teach you how to balance that out so that you can be really successful as an entrepreneur or in business because then you can pull from each archetype whenever you want on demand. Right. And you guys created this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's, in the app. is it, um, would you say that it's similar to like the Enneagram? No. No, not even close. Not even close. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, and I'm, I'm the biggest critic. Like, you know, Myers-Briggs is a great thing. It started, but it was, you know, it was more for corporate. Okay. It was a great yeah. sales thing. Right. But if you look at it, it puts you in a box and says... I was going to say, it's well, like very exact. Well, that's kind of exact. what your, yours... No, quite the opposite. No, yours quite the opposite. is kind of... No. 
Ours is um, the opposite. Typecasting, mm-hmm. like if you're profiling and you're saying like, well, I think you may be a warrior. No, no. But maybe you have a little bit of gesture in you. You have all four. That's yeah. what we said at the top of the show. I said, you're starting as a warrior, yeah. but 75% of you is in the hidden potential. We teach you how to bring all of it. Yeah, out he's of saying everybody. that he's not, he's not putting no. this in a box. I don't I'm want you in a box. No. Like, well, that's what you said, yeah. but then you said you can profile people within How they're the showing up at that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because okay. yeah. everybody shows yeah. at that one right. time absolutely. at one type of personality. Yeah, exactly. the power of now. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, okay, okay. So like right now, if I say warrior now, that's who Chris is at the moment. Is that who Chris is? Hell no. But if he's showing up in an interview as a warrior, I'm like, Okay, let me ask you some things about the other 75%. It's like okay. he's saying that whole best foot forward thing again. Gotcha. Yeah. Like people always right. show what they want you to see at the beginning. Correct. It's like, like when I meet people, they go, God, that guy's such an ass. I go, actually, he's pretty he's cool. Sweet, he just, right? that's, yeah, he's right. just portraying an <laughs> ass. Right. I can see right through you. I just you feel ass, like we have you know? so many levels to yeah. us. Oh, and right. totally. The person you are, like, we, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and have different feelings. Right. Of we course. have different feelings, like, every single day. Every moment. And it's changing within the moment. But yeah, you, and there's not only you're, four. You're good at that. Been. We're good at that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, there's, we know a lot of people where you see them and, and they come every day, that same person. You're like, going, dude, that's not really you. Like, just be yourself. Like, you're like, loosen up. You know, like, we, or a girl who's like, you know, high and bitchy. It's like, I know there's a soft side to you, know, like, but people, yeah. they always think, because that's who they're, that's who they think they are, they come with that all the time time because they don't know any different you know it's like sometimes like you know i mean i'll cry every now and then you know i'm like i don't fire if i fucking cry i'll cry in front of anybody you know but i'm not gonna yeah. be macho man and say i don't cry you know i fucking cry you know it's like i'm, I'm the first to admit that so but there's people who just don't want to ever admit anything they stick to this certain box and they just that's all, all, all that's all they think they are so that's all yeah yeah that's there's all. actually 16, as she was yeah, saying. Yeah, there's quite a few right. archetypes. So it's, oh. it's not... Yeah. So it's not that's, the four. Ooh. No, those are the four basic that people show up. You can go into the profane or you can go into the sacred. So that's, lack of better words, leveling up or going to extreme darkness, something like the dictator. Right. So you could go down that path too, which is definitely not your warrior, wizard, bard, and jester. Um, so there's many different archetypes because you're right. Every single moment of every day, you shift Mm-hmm. Your emotions, you yeah. shift your personality. So you may be showing up as a gesture in like five minutes when you walk outside and, you know, strip your clothes off and run naked. Whatever it is, <laughs> right. you know, that's yeah. your gesture yeah. time. Ooh, you that's know? <laughs> <laughs> right, I get that image. That's a great commercial break. I'll be back, guys. I'm going to go put that in my head. Thanks, honey. <laughs> so there's many different types. And what it does is it allows you also to, in the dating scene, um, to really understand who you're with and who you're around and how to talk to them. Because many of us can get so irritated with right. different personality types that you're not looking at the beauty of what they bring. Agreed. You're looking at all the negative of, oh my gosh, if they tell me one more freaking flaw, I'm going to punch them in the face. Right. You know, as opposed to, sorry, <laughs> as you take water, scene. Another um, way. I gotta, I gotta check that out too. Well, Running naked, so, punching the face. That's two personalities. We've got two of the four already, right there. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Where it's looking at everybody's strong suits and how they benefit either the relationship, that current moment, or a business aspect. Is that if we just stopped and stopped all the freaking dr- judgment and looked at everybody as the archetypes. Mm-hmm. Things would be a hell of a lot different where it wouldn't be so negative all the time, especially those negative Nancys that are that constantly beating up on people behind the scenes. Of, yeah. Hey, look at their mastership. Right. Even though to you it may be irritating, that's their mastership. And they can do amazing things with those masterships. 
and just allowing him, giving that space to be that creative or be that wizardry, whatever it is, right. or to be that warrior. Right. This is why, like I always, we talked about before, why I, when I, someone tells me something, I always have to listen to both sides of it and I never judge a side because I, you have yeah. to understand that there, that's your opinion or that's your, that's your view on that person, but there's always another side to that person, right. hopefully. You know, so a many, um, yeah, many. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna continue with this because this uh, this filters in what you just said mm -hmm. right now to our our episode topic of the day, which I oh. love. No, we always do. We get everything in like this because now we're gonna jump into like a great, great pre-show, guys. Great. It was awesome. Yeah. That was right? awesome. Yeah. Thanks, and thank you for sharing because this is amazing. Will you please tell them the app by the way one more time? The app that they can probably uh, download. You can either search uh, Business Empire. Okay. is the name of the app, or you can do Ultimate Business Quest. Gotcha. Either one, it'll pop up. Yeah, I think you guys should check this out. And it's the logo that's on Travis's hat. Nice. So oh, I love the logo as well. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to delve into your story. So this topic of today of the episode is going to be called Foundational Love, How to Build an Incredible Foundation in a Relationship from the Ground Up. Oh. So it's all implies oh. and wow. jumps into what's saying. Cool. See, I got this oh, right. Gosh. Wow. Yes. Okay, I need, I need to right. shift archetypes. Hold right. on a second. So, right. All right, so I want to know your story and how you guys met because I know, A, I've, I've, I've you know, talking with you and yeah. looking at your background, you guys are a power couple, like hands Thanks, down a power man. couple. That's and cool. I love, I always say me and my girlfriend, we're a power couple as well sure. because first of all, we we, we do everything when we just know each other so well when we're out people are like damn you guys got your shit together That's and I, I seek that out like the, yeah. the women that I seek out is somebody who can be my equal and yeah. stand by me when I'm when I'm low she's high and vice versa Amen. so it's always this yin and yang but we're always we're, we're, I always got her back she's got my back and that's yeah. something you said as well yeah. she has my back all the time so this is why we have a good marriage here up here on up here yeah. on this podcast so <laughs> absolutely so I want to know your story basically like how did you guys meet and I know you we, always say I have a wizard's response and yeah. you have a beautiful bard response all right so. let's hear it let's go with it <laughs> yeah. here's the wizard right Right there, just, yeah, yeah. just, so just want to point that out right there. Just, and there it is. Tell me, what is the women's perspective? Um, we actually. Um, I want to hear that too. Actually, thank <laughs> you. I want to hear the wizard's perspective. Let's, let's go. Um, our business partner, well, his business partner at the time, and my mentor, mm -hmm. an amazing soul. <laughs> He had, uh, that fucker, he had um, <laughs> meticulously <laughs> like thought. So, yeah. There's two archetypes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There right. it goes. See how it works? Yeah. See, I'm balancing it very well today. Um, <laughs> he had meticulously thought a year in advance before we even knew of each other right. to get us in the same room. So wow. he had been moving these pieces for quite some nah. time. And um, it was, I was with my ex-partner, um, and we walked into a meeting and met him and I was like, oh shit. And it, it was just like this beautiful tunnel. And I, I didn't even know anybody was in the room. It was just him and I having a conversation. The I don't, <laughs> there was two people with us. I don't even remember what they did, what they nope. said, if they said anything. I don't know. I don't really care. So how did but you guys <laughs> gravitate at that point in your eyes? How did you see? Cause if you only saw you two, how did oh. you gravitate to whom first? It was, oh, it was equal. yeah, it was I very was equal. equal. Okay. It yeah. Was, I would say it was cataclysmic. Yeah. Right. It was, it was, and even to the point where I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this wasn't minutes. the right timing. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Mr. Universe, yeah. I know timing. Right. Your timing sucks. This is not it. Yeah. You weren't right. supposed to come right now. Yeah, I'm like, no. Like I'm, I'm so yeah. then we, um, we left the meeting and I turned to my partner with probably wasn't the best um, conversation. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do something with that man someday. <laughs> At least nice. it's wide open for a lot of conversations. Right, right. Another show. Just, like, wanna, just wanna put and, that out there. And uh, then we had periodically saw each other at in the same conference room okay. um, multiple times, uh, and never got each other's phone number. It just was that 
intense magnet. I mean, I even went to energy healers to try to get him out of my space. Wow. Really? Oh, okay. fuck yeah. It was I, like, I I was like, can you, can you cut the hook? And they're like, I can't. Like, there's something there that like, energetically, you can't do anything about yeah. it. I'm like, what did this man do to me? How much time has gone on? How much time? Spell on you. <laughs> this is three months. We teach that in the app too. Wow. That's a different. <laughs> so, three months. I had left my partnership, started up, uh, revived my my business that I had currently at that time, and um, I call Ken, which is the man that brought us together. Super love that man though. Um, Right. And I said, hey, can we meet about my marketing agency and, you know, get this back rolling? Because okay. I've had it for about eight years and just had a few clients, but I wasn't at the peak with it. I stepped away from another company. And um, he's like, yeah, absolutely. And set up the time and date. And while I was driving and almost to Vegas, he's like, oh, by the way, Travis Fox is going to be there. I was like, oh, shit. This isn't business anymore. Like, I wanted to know what that was. And right. I walked in and um, uh, my assistant at the time was sitting on the couch and Ken just was like, okay, you guys got it. After five minutes, I'm like, what are you up to? Like he left you in a room? Yeah. Just left. Just left. Yeah. Wow. And All our, right. uh, my assistant was there. <laughs> Did he know? Oh, oh he, yeah. he, he methodically yeah. planned it yeah. for a very long time. We didn't time. know. We didn't yeah. know. He did. Yeah. And we found so, out later. We were having multiple layered conversations in front of my assistant at the time and um, it was it was just this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and there was so much heat in the room. I'm like, dang, like, are we melting everybody? Because right. it was just this beautiful undercurrent of shit. Yeah, like that's we're the best. yeah, it was such a magnetic um, pull. And then after that point, we there was not maybe. 30 minutes was the longest we went without, like with texting. Okay. We could not stay away for more than 30 minutes. And then now, like, I think since we've actually been, been together full time, I think there was maybe two nights we've spent away from each other. Maybe. Maybe. It's, uh, you can count it on one hand. How long I have you guys been like together? It. In this life or total? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Previous lives were about 3,000 years. Probably. So yeah. yeah, we've actually gone back and done that too. That's a whole yeah. other conversation, but... We went back and did a couple past lives. We're like, okay, that explains yeah, a few I things. Believe in that we're stuff like, too. yeah, we're like, wait no. a minute, yeah. Especially right. my background, I was like, oh, I gotta check this shit out. Right. All right. In this so, life, then, how long? Actually, in this life, three years. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's it. Magnetic. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking like, like longer, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Thank ten, you. fifteen Thank years. Thank you. Yeah. People are like, <laughs> you guys should be married for thirty years. I'm like, that's not, what I was like not thinking from that the you guys have been together for such a long time. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, and you, you don't. And ironic. It's like you. Um, but time, they say the I'm not like stage. exactly. Yep. It's like time is irrelevant, <laughs> yes. especially in that space. It's yeah, and it's keeping that honeymoon stage alive right. every single day of every moment. It doesn't have to fade. Yeah, that's right. something, that's something that I don't understand. Maybe you're choking because we were people go, oh, the honeymoon phase is over. I go, no, well, that's the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever. Yeah, then mm -hmm. who wants to sign up for that? Thank not you. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, I don't. If anything, I you already want to know. It. It's like I see my dad, and my dad is. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, got it. So my dad's like, the second you're not having fun anymore, mm, he's yeah. like, it doesn't have to be hard. Right. It doesn't. So. Right. And that that's what we, we of course, you know, I, I, I've been married once before, 17 years. To, right. To okay. Ex, and I'm best friends with my, my yeah. ex-wife and so her husband. You were married mm -hmm. for 17 years? Yeah. yeah I was okay. not married almost 12. 
Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like wow. bookends. Yeah. So that's why I was like, yeah. okay, we're all yeah. relative. Everybody's got the same yeah. concept. That's why I'm saying there's yeah. a soulmate out there. There's not just one. There's that's like so there's true. multiple yeah. soulmates, and, and you so just gotta. I have I have a very mm -hmm. different definition of marriage. Marriage marriage to me makes no sense. I don't. Right. I'm not a fan well, either. Yeah. I don't get it. Psychologically, it, it, it actually it, turns you off. Uh, it does that to a lot of people. It's social conditioning. It's like it's what society tells us we should be doing when the government doesn't need to be involved in my relationship. We were just talking I about I literally that. just said those exact words. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't need the government to tell me I'm married. I decide yeah. if I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm committed. Yeah, I'm in a committed relationship with right. you, and that's all I need. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know, I know. We don't need anyone else. No, it's, otherwise it's just tax benefits. Let's that's, call it what that, it is. That's what I just said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you so need we want you to get married quickly so we can get the dual tax benefit because like, we know it's expensive. What do you mean? I don't, I don't get it. No, I never got it. It doesn't make sense. It's so weird. And then the shit that they say, like. Right. Well, and then even go back to. I don't to, even know what this means. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, and that's what we talk about. The you know the six months. Uh, like, gee, when I first dated you, you were so and so, and now that you changed. No, no shit. They've been well, acting the whole first six months <laughs> and not being well, consistent. That's what true. What about when people say? We got okay. Why did you get divorced? Right. Oh, she's not the same person I married. Well, no shit. No shit. Yeah. I hope she's not. Exactly. Like right. we should be growing and evolving. So right, just exactly. Like you, exactly. And you grow together, like right. you were saying, yeah. well, that you always are. So growing this together. is why, like I told yeah. my ex when we when we got divorced, I said, you know, I read her something just uh, in therapy on that last day when when I decided, okay, you know, then we're done or whatever like that. I said, right. I told her, I said, then I'm sorry, I didn't live up to my end of the bargain because mm -hmm. like she needed growth from me and we were just and I didn't grow wow. the way she wanted wow. to, which I understood going. Wow, you know, wow. I, I'm sorry that I did not live up to my end of the bargain. Right, and that's, that's and really that was what a beautiful ownership, man. Yeah. Awesome, you know, because once again, it's like it wasn't my ego in the way. I just I understood what she needed. I couldn't, I just couldn't get there, or chose then, not but, to. Right, and that's she it. finally put the kibosh on, and I was like. Yeah, you know, I fucked up. You know, like it's just I'm, I'm sorry. It just it wasn't. Yeah, right. but can you really be responsible for no, her not happiness? not responsible for her happiness? But but when she asked if you could do this, oh. and you know what, she didn't sit there and just out of the blue ask me. It was like she asked for a while, and I just couldn't keep up with the ask, and so okay. she finally had enough. So my response was like, you know, like you're a great woman. We're still best friends, like mm -hmm. you said. But yeah. I'm sorry that I didn't live up to what you needed to be. You know, and and which is a legitimate. I think it's a valid answer. I know because most people like mm -hmm. it's like I don't. What's that? I don't. Think it's not a valid answer? No. Okay. What are you, you going to do with all that uh, guilt and shame? And no, I, I don't have any guilt or shame at all. I, you I'm know? not talking yeah. about you. I'm talking right. about macros. Oh, gotcha. We say, well, I didn't live up my yeah, bargain. Right. Or maybe right. you just made a different choice and you were right. owning it authentically and with your that's partner. And that's what I have to say. To saying, Sorry. I yeah. didn't live up my... Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying anything wrong. Right. Yeah. But when we go down that road... Well, again, when we're he back says to, that, it doesn't make sense okay. to me. Right. But I don't understand. At the time when I said it, exactly it wasn't, right. I didn't look any... Oh, of course not. That, you know, for me. Oh, yeah. Because right. I knew that's, yeah. you know... Right. Yeah, right. When we started... Well, but again, to the points... We're taking on that responsibility. But what we don't realize when we say that... We also then take that to the next relationship. Yeah. Now the next filter is, well, I've got to be committed and I've got to make sure I live up to my word, which means now all of a sudden you're putting on this other act right. to fulfill as opposed to, Maybe I just chose not to do this anymore, and yeah. that's okay too. Well, right. see, because we're all on our individual it's, journey. It's funny, anyway, it's, like it's it, funny right? you say yeah. that, Charles, because right. the next relationship I went in, like you know, and she's she's amazing, and we've been the girl almost five years now, and uh, it's that thing when I went, I had to read her something. Like, don't don't ever come and judge me for this. This da 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 in a, right. in a like a nice fun way, and she goes, I would never do that. I go good for that, do it away, and we're done. Right. Because I don't. I wanted to make sure I was coming into a relationship that you want me for me. 
You know what I mean? And I want you for you. And I don't want anything that's going to blindside me in any weird sort of way, just because everyone has now a... That's the wizard talking right, right there. Every, every, <laughs> everyone, everyone has a, um, a preconceived notion of what, like you said, when you're with someone, what they want that person to be or who you want to be with. Even though you say you don't at the beginning, somewhere down the road, it does shift. You know, it does shift where it's like, well, I thought you were going to be this way or this way. And it, and it is an ebb and flow. And that's all I was trying to get at. It's like, look, yeah. I will grow with you and I will be there for you, but we got to, everybody's their own person. You know what I mean? You can't teach, you can't tell me how to be. You know, you love me for me or I, you like me for me and you see all the good qualities and the bad. That's all I was trying to say. So, and most people- Well, let's can. have some fun with that. Yeah. Who said any quality was bad? Who said, what's that? Who said it's it? perception. Yeah. Bingo. Right. Who said right. any quality was bad? Right. This is, this is, this is right. And this is what- Because to me, yeah, I go. could say that's an awful quality, but to her, she's like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Correct. Right. Subjective. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So what if you come to the- I'm just exploring me. You just happen to be in the room while I'm doing it. Right. See? Right? I'm exploring me. She'll reflect it back to me and I'll go, shit, I've never seen me in that way. Mm -hmm. But since I can't see me, I can look in the mirror, but right. I can't see my thoughts. Right. But I see it in real time. And I stare at her and she goes, well, let me reflect this back to you. Not from a judgment, hey, you're a fucking mm -hmm. asshole, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She just goes, let me reflect this back to you. And I'm like, shit, thanks. Yeah. So now the relationship truly comes and then I do the same thing for her and now all of a sudden it becomes this ebb and flow and you're mm -hmm. exactly right. We're not even the same people we met. No. Right. And this is what And I'm I don't want to be that person because I did that chapter. probably so much more evolved because oh, you're yeah. able to feed off one another. Absolutely. Exactly. He's creating growth within you right. and you're able to contribute. So it's almost like, yeah. And this That's is why... That, that oh, she makes that you're move. talking about. She's been one of my best teachers. Mm -hmm. True story. You know, Love people that. are like, well, Travis, you teach all this. I'm like, yeah, well, it doesn't mean I know everything. Exactly. Yeah, she's probably mm -hmm. opened up a whole oh, other world right. for you. Multiples. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Shit, I'm still on the journey. I'm like, well, that, that's, <laughs> I haven't even got to that planet yet. Right. I'm like, what the fuck's over there? I, yeah. take that shit. I got to hang out with those people. And so when she, what we did is we started really looking at it. And I think that's when we first talked mm -hmm. was, you know, was... People always say, well, I can't be with my, I can't work with my, my partner, and I, which right. boggles me. I don't get it. Yeah. If I'm in a relationship, I want to be in a relationship. Otherwise, I like I'll just go too. be a douchebag. I like right? it. I can be a douchebag without your help. I don't need your help. <laughs> so when we really looked at it, we said, what was missing in our previous relationships that we always wanted to really experience? And she built companies, I built companies, but we never had a partner where we were truly building from ground zero. Like, this is the idea. This is the inception. We're going to take this from founder to funding to fortune. We're going to do it together all the way. And we're going to invite our friends to come with us and have a blast. Never done it. We've been in the boardrooms. We've yelled and screamed. We've had the divorces. We've had the break. I mean, not all that shit too. Mm -hmm. All it does is add gray hairs and it's not entertaining. Why not just take the adventure of a lifetime? Because isn't that what a relationship really is? Yes. It's an adventure. Yeah. Right. So why not go, I want to go on an adventure of a lifetime, build companies, have a great relationship. Fuck your brains out all over the world. Do every drug possible if that's what you want to do. Right. And go experience it because, again, the longest relationship is going to end with death. Death's coming, kids. So it's time to grow up and look at that. And I don't mean grow up and be an adult, but grow up and just own it. That's the darkness we run from. I don't want it to end. I don't want you to change. Fuck off. I want you to change right now. <laughs> yes, please, please keep evolving. Please. Show me yeah. other parts of your architect. Right. Yeah. Personality. Show me everything. Because I get to go, what the hell does that feel like when you do that or she does this? I go, well, that's different. Right. Yeah, and trying like, things out yeah. and being like, hey, and having that open communication of, you know, we went down that path. I'm not sure I quite enjoy it. And you can talk oh, about yeah, you it. Did. And exactly. Yeah, you did. All of it. <laughs> See, <but> yeah, <laughs> this is why I'm talking about right now why this is a perfect episode for you guys called Foundational really. Love because it's that thing where we're basically, but 
two things. First of all, you guys already had like energy when you met, and that and that's that's it's not that it's rare, but it's something that everyone seeks right there. So when you guys came into this, hold on, mm. just hold on. When you guys no, came, I'm, I'm into, when you guys came into this yeah. together, like you both were at the same place, but that heat that you felt were just like you're you're alike in a good way of um of challenging each other. But the communication side mm. of it, I don't think was much of a problem at the beginning either, was it? Oh, not at all. Exactly. We threw every oh, no. single right. skeleton in okay. our closet. So, I, I like, love like, that. Hey, right. I love we'll that. take this. And and I was like, well, yeah, that was nothing. Here, yeah. why don't you why And that's you the thing, that and that's the thing yeah. right there. So you threw it out there, and the other one didn't scoff at it as not well. So this is a good relationship, and this is why you guys mm. work so well. One thing that I try to tell everyone is that someone can go, anyone can go along for the ride and give you lip service. Like, right. yeah, I can do that. And then all of a sudden, six months, like you said, they're like, yeah, it's just not what I me anymore. Yeah. Like I can't work there. I can't really <laughs> go on that, that sex trip. I can't do that. It's like right. what what happened all of a sudden? Like right. something died up. That honeymoon phase that we're yes. talking about. Or Why what was we... the presentation up front because you want to be like you, and now right. that presentation's there because you feel safe because we're in a relationship. Right. I'm like, oh, you bait and switch. Shit. And that's why like dating apps and all that become difficult. I mean, people put up pictures that are from 40 years ago and they show up and like, oh, Whoa. oh, hell no. <laughs> hell, oh, but hell no. Yeah. Here's the bill. Fuck it. I'm out. I'm like, that's a bullshit, yeah. right? And right. Like, so what we did uh, was really different. And it was, a, it was a risk for both of us. But we really, at that point, we were both had got to the effort stage. We had got to the point of like, hey, I, I, if we're going to do a relationship, we're going to do it all the way out. Or I'm just, I'm going to take a backpack, do a walkabout in Australia and just say, fuck off for life. I'm done for a while. Okay. And we really started looking at the relationship dynamic. And one of the things that she said that struck me and just, I went, I fucking love that. That's sexy as fuck. I don't rip your clothes off right now. That's so cool. <laughs> and if, I don't care if the people that were in, fuck them, let them watch. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Right? <laughs> the, uh, we started looking at, like you said, challenge each other. Mm -hmm. We don't challenge each other. There's no read to challenge. Challenge is an opposing force, right? Right. And it doesn't sound like a lot at the surface level, but at, on an internal level, it has all kinds of variances that go with it. So we start unpacking those, it gets different. As opposed to, we said, well, you know what? Everybody says they want, they want to meet their match. Great, here's the problem with that. You meet your match, it's an opposing force. Yeah. Well, like in boxing, you meet your opposing force, it's always a stalemate. We said, well, why don't we make our match? And so That's you make your matches. What is it I really, 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 really want? Which is what the game we were playing with each other was. Okay, let's play. This is what I really want. She's like, oh, yeah? I see that. I'm going to raise you, too. And I'm like, that's right. sexy. I want that, too. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm going to throw these four at you. And she's like, okay, great. And that included the light and the dark. And that was the part for me when I went, okay, I'm going to change my life here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go this direction. I'm going to chase what everyone says is it's insane. What are you doing, Travis? You know, don't do this. You've got all this other stuff. And I was like... The beautiful darkness. Yeah, yeah. We, we call it the beautiful That's darkness. Great. And matter of fact, one of our holding companies is called Beautiful Darkness. And people are like, well, how can the darkness be beautiful? I'm like, isn't that where the truth lives? So either you're about the truth or you're about bullshit. I'm okay with both, but don't try to sit there and tell me you're about truth when you're full of shit. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. And then blame your partner for not fulfilling your needs. And, oh, you changed and you showed up. And, well, you didn't change. Move your ass. What the fuck? Change is constant. Did you, like, have you done any education in your life? Anywhere? Change is constant. Even since we've been in the show, this room's already changed. The four of us are forever have changed. It's impossible not to. Right. So when you look at it from that, how come we're so afraid to be on an adventure with our partner? And that was the base plate of our relationship. We said, we're going to be on an adventure. We're going to go experience everything. And we're going to, may not do it twice, but at least go experience it. And then what did you feel about it? And as opposed to going, well, I like this and you don't want to do it. You're a bitch. As opposed yeah. to, okay, I totally understand. I can yeah. see why you didn't like that. Is there a way we can create different experiences together? 
right? Like people like, you know, I think it was one of your episodes and I forget which one it was. I, I had watched and you guys were talking about people wanting to go into open marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's wrong with open marriage? If you discuss it. But I think the challenge with open marriages and, and our conversations is always, it ends up being, instead of being, we're doing this together and you happen to be something that we're pleasuring ourselves with or on. Mm-hmm. Now it's about, oh, I'm going to shift my attention over there. Yeah. And all of a sudden the relationship dynamic Separate. is now in second position. Well, I hate to break it to you. What you focus on is what you create. Exactly. I, you can call it any way you want. You can call it power <laughs> and you can pick, pick whatever you know, psychobabble bullshit you want to do on. What you focus on, what you create. So if you're focused on that third experience, entity, person, boom, the relationship suffers. As opposed to, we're going to pleasure ourselves and you get to be a part of this. And when we're done, mm-hmm. go away. Because right. the relationship is still the core. And so I've always looked at that and, and it never made sense to me from the perspective of people going, well... Uh, and someone had said it, I don't know where the hell are. Someone says, well, I don't want to share. I'm like, so let me get this straight. If you're a guy, guys, let's talk for just 30 seconds. You want, and mm. we've all heard the song, you know, you want a lady in the street and a freak in the bed. Okay. So you want her to be a freak in the bed. You don't learn that reading books. Yep. I hate to break it to you, homies. It didn't happen that way. She was <laughs> fucking somebody else. Well, <laughs> right. So you need to own that mm-hmm. and stop making it about your insecurity because you weren't a virgin either. So how come we can't own the fact that, you know what? I said to myself, I said, if you're, I, I need someone who That's is very seasoned. I'm very glad you're very seasoned. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had nearly as much fun. So right. I really right. That's what I said. I said, you know, you, you've got to have a f- more. But I've had more. No, what? But this is, is, by the way, I'm a virgin. But She's, this is know. why I tell people, I say, you know, when you meet someone, I go, you start from that point from there. You right. know, it's like you can't worry about what their past, their past, their exactly. past. Right now, I just know you now. People, right. some, if someone goes like, if, like they knew, they go, oh my God, you know that Michelle? I'm like, I don't care. Or All I know it, is her now. Or, like, I don't care. What, or, like, that's exactly. my, that's my philosophy. Or use or it erotically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, tell right. me what you, you want to have yeah, a threesome? Exactly. Tell me right. about your past. Cause yeah. now exactly. it's a fucking threesome. It's just bettering my just, life. I happen that's to be in the room say. with you and there's not a third party to fuck it up. Yeah. I was actually genuinely curious of how many crazy women are out there. So I asked him, <laughs> I was like, Hey, what women have you dated and what crazy shit did they do? And man, I hear a lot of Yeah, there's a lot. like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, we're really like that. Right. Just no <laughs> different than a bunch of douchebags. I mean, exactly. oh, yeah, totally. Like, well, it goes I mean, both sides. But it makes it really fun of, like, so. okay, this is what the, all these experiences, that's how you um, were molded or shifted to who you are right now. Right. I love your past. I love everything about you because there's nothing I don't love. Thank you. See, see you guys out there true. listening to this it's episode true. right now. Oh, these two lovers. No, we're good. <laughs> Sorry, we had, good. we had our moment. No, no. Oh, we're back now. <laughs> that was a commercial break. Sorry. This, once again, but this is why you guys, thank you for both being on the show like this, thank because this is something that people need to hear, because I am an advocate of this right here. Thanks, this is man. what I, I pride myself in finding this, and I have. You did. And it's like, and it's like, and I, and I, once again, using, thank you for the terminology, because I'm going to start trying to change that. As not challenging, with, what's, uh, not building each other. What was the word you used? The match. You're matching. Making your match. Making your match. Like, I've always try to make my match by helping each other like build that like throw those little quips out there and and, and, it, and I love it thank especially well, when the other one's ready to volley it back to yeah, me yeah, exactly. but see I put tennis in there and yeah. no, I love you did that thank yeah. you you yeah. can just stroke it, hit it. I, it's all about the, it's about six, it's all about six <laughs> balls right that's why golf's a strange game right? what was that loop but, called again yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, golf never made sense to me I'm like wait a minute this game's all about sticking balls get in the hole that makes sense but we're supposed to do the least amount of strokes yeah Ooh. who the hell came up with that yeah, concept weird game <laughs> I was like oh that's right you guys were playing with the sheep back then mm-hmm. nah I get it got right. it alright got right. it but when you look at making your match and even people go well what does that mean for us it was going what do you really want 
and then dropping into the dungeon of you too, because that's where it really hangs out. Because that's when the six month or the 12 month or we've gotten married now, all these other things show, you know, I've always wanted to try. <laughs> well, how come you didn't say that in date one? Like, mm-hmm. give me an example of what you call the dungeon. Like, what uh, would be, I'll give you an example yeah, from Dungeon Ring. I was sexually molested as a kid when I was early, right? Okay. It was by a male. That most women can't handle that. They're like, well, you've been with a guy. I'm like, I was molested, you idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? How old were you? I, the first time or the second time? Okay, because I'm similar. Yeah, I think many of us are. Okay. Um, my first time I was four years old. Second okay. time I was seven. Third time was when I was 13. Okay. Wow. Oh, so similar to me. Yeah. So like you take I that had sexual three trauma. Or four. Right. But I was also, now here's the, here's the hypocrisy calling myself out, <laughs> right? At 13, I lost my heterosexual virgins, virgin, uh, virgin, virgins, Jesus, Travis. Virginity. Thank you. That's <laughs> sound like two yeah. words. <laughs> Sorry about my, my virginity um, to a 29 year old woman who I was with for two years at the exact same time. At 13? At 13. Now you hear that as an adult and you're like, a pedophile bitch. Right. But at 13, I was like, this is cool as shit. This is great. Yeah. I'm learning everything. <laughs> right. right. This was fantastic. But you if you probably liked it. it. Hey, oh, no, I didn't like it. I fucking loved it. Like, yeah. I, I won <laughs> right. golf tournaments from that shit. Yeah. I learned all yeah. kinds of shit. I learned where the G spot was. I was like, yeah. that's how you find it. And then you, I'm ma'am. like, thank you, right? other woman, yeah. for doing the training. Right. Because you were prepped and ready. So right. I really but appreciate it. But for many people, <laughs> if we tell someone up front, hey, by the way, I was sexually molested. So my version of love when I was younger. And is, is is shrouded in trauma, whereas. But is it really trauma? Well, he's saying for other people's point yeah, of view. Yeah, for many people. From uh, I didn't say mine. Okay, I just yeah, said from, from other people's yeah. point of view. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Because you get religious or cultural mm-hmm. influences that say, well, according to that religion, you know, you've sinned because you were with another man. I was four. Yeah. Yeah. He was bigger than me. What do you want me to do? Right. 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 Yeah. right. So is that still a sin? Yeah. I don't know. You're, you, it's your religion. You judge it. Yeah. Again, my, yeah, my, I'm right. not a fan right. of organized religion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll all mirror that one. I'm like, okay, again, you call it spirituality but, yeah. and religion. They're two very different right. things. And so when you say something like that, hey, by the way, I'm going to let you know this is something that I've been working through. Now, on the fantasy side of that, you can take that and rework your story with a partner who is not afraid of it to go, hey, I get that you went through that molestation. I get that being with a, you know, a 29-year-old woman for two years from 13 to 15 in your formative years of your life is going to give you a very distinct, different version of what the average 13-year-old who's jerking off it and trying to hold hands and go steady. Right. And then you have a great partner right. that's like, hey, let me just rewrite that for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you rewrite the story. So you rewrite it anyway. in real time, mm-hmm. commonly called immersion therapy. So you're actually in the act with your partner and you're going through that, but your partner is then rewriting the story with you. So now all of a sudden that trauma, now all of a sudden becomes a pleasurable like experience. A positive experience. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, now great. I'm not carrying the weight. But even if you didn't have her, are you, were you able to do that on your own? Yes, but not as effectively because it was an outside experience. Right. And, right? So and, there's a third party that was creating, the, in this case, the, the, the sexual trauma. Right. So I can go and work it through myself, but I can only see it through my perceptional values until I reorganize down here. See, and in, in down in. in, in Which gen- you're, you're saying is the, the dungeon. dungeon. Or shadow for okay. simplicity, which is where our emotional trauma really mm-hmm. lives. And which really what drives our subcon and which drives our conscious and how we see and frame the world. So I see and frame the world that, oh, wow, all women are that sexual. No, they're not. Yeah. And she was 29. I was 13. So I see it from that frame. Well, that's not how, and guess what? Our relationship was based on sex. It wasn't like we were going to hang out and get married. Yeah, it was strictly sexual Bingo. So my world when I'm younger is the relationship, if it doesn't have sexual connotation and we don't click sexually, I don't give a shit about anything else you're going to say to me. I'm done. That's how it framed me. And it took me a long time to unwind. Wait a minute. 
This relationship has to be more than sex. And yet, let's be honest, family, many of us start off relationships in lust and confuse it with love. Mm-hmm. Card-carrying member. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You, you're the shit. You're what I've looked for. I yeah. love how we have sex. I love being around you. That's not love yet. It's just carnal. I just enjoy fucking the shit out of you. And I enjoy our physicality. It, love comes from time and respect. Right, and if your relationship is based completely on sex, respect will eventually wane. Yes, it, it always will. does. It has to. I lose respect for you. I've got my eye starts to wander. Blah 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 blah. All that stuff. Right. Love, love. Some of it's a little cliche. So for us, it was like, hey, tell me about all your trauma. And by the way, when we get into her story, if you choose to share, it, it's up to you. Right. Her story is equally, and in some cases, more cataclysmically traumatic than my own. But it took us both going through that thirty-year journey. To be able to meet each other to go, oh, hi, you're a whore, so am I. Right. I need one because I only like whores because guess what? I've tried the, the, you know, the, the Mike and Mary married thing. Yeah. yeah. But Vin- that's, I can't do it. That's the thing though. And married. I don't mean that disrespectful. You you whore. I'm a whore too. That means we're all, it's not just a, a genderized thing. the experiences though to get to that place and just right. think it's like, Correct. so for me, with, which you know, and everybody on the, uh, who's listening knows that my girlfriend, you know, I met her, um, we dated for five months before I got married. And so I broke with her and I said, look, for the first time in my life, I want to be a stand-up guy. For some weird reason, I was like, I don't want to cheat. I want to do this. I go, I need to break up with you because I think I found another potential. She's a little more crazier than you. She was in a residency at the time, right? So broke with her, started dating this girl who became my wife 17 years, which was great. So after we broke up, for some weird way, the ethos put us like me saying happy birthday. She was in LA, which I thought she was not in LA, but she lived there now. We got back together for like two weeks later, planned to kiss on her in 10 minutes. We've been in a separate for 10, for five years, right? So the thing of what I'm getting at is the fact that she even said, if we would have stayed together back then, we would not have worked because right. I was not in the headspace. She was doing something. And so I would have lost on all and this. And that curiosity now. becomes. Correct. So right? you guys have grown something. to that moment, which is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Love that. And then we've written, I've lost count now, but we've rewritten so many stories on both oh, sides. Her, yeah. her so story great. is something that I'm equally as passionate about and in some cases more than my own. Um, Let's hear yours. Yeah, hers, hers yeah. is pretty powerful. Um, so when I was uh, 17, I went and started working at a trouble team boarding school that's north of uh, Las Vegas. It was in Armagosa Valley, Nevada. And um, I had just actually got out of one of the boarding schools out of New York. And I went on um, Match.com and I wanted to date because I missed my entire senior year because I was in mm-hmm. a trouble team boarding school. And when when I found that I found a firefighter and and thought everything was you know great and wonderful and started dating this man and there was one night that I had a little bit more energy and he was like hey go hang out with my friend he's a really solid guy and uh, go to the Venetian I said okay so I went to the Venetian and um, he had been talking to me the whole night about all of his models and I was like well I did modeling and um, I really wanted to be a model. I was in pageants and was like, okay. So I went and did this photo shoot. We did all of my, you know, W-2 information, put everything down of my entire, like, world. Um, did the photo shoot. It was like, hey, there's an initiation party. Um, everybody comes. You know, we'd be happy to have you. Welcome to the team, blah, blah, blah. I walk in, and he's the only one there. Mm-hmm. And everything in my being dropped and... I started to back up and walk away. And the last thing I remember is being thrown against the wall, raped. um, And I thought I was going to die that night. Um, 
because I couldn't breathe. Right. There were so many times. And he threw, um, he threw a bottle of wine at me and he said, I own you. You have 24 hours and if you don't comply, I'll kill your family in front of you and it will be brutal. And that moment, I, I just sat in the corner. I drank the whole bottle of wine very quickly. And I was in sex trafficking for a year. Wow. And it's um, the pivotal moment where I left was I was sent to um, San Francisco for two weeks straight, and I had eight to ten clients a day. I was beyond physically and emotionally exhausted after the first week. And I remember going um, up to the rooftop. Um, they had a rooftop deck and being like, how do, I get, how do I get out of this? What do I do? And went down to the, um, my next client, and he was like, whoa, um, you're, you're not actually wanting to be here. And he said, uh, this is not what I signed up for. You're too beautiful. You're too smart. Take my money and get out, please. Oh, Didn't touch me. Walked out. Wow. And I started sobbing. I was like, this is my opportunity. If I have an opportunity, right now is it. So I called down. I was like, please send the biggest man possible to my door. I'm like, my life is in danger because I knew he was coming that day to collect money and whatnot, make sure I was doing what I was mm -hmm. supposed to. And I went out in style. I called the limo. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm taking your money and I'm going to buy a fucking limo. <laughs> like, so, so I remember sitting at the airport shaking and I was like sweating and I'm like, I got this. I can do this. I um, had a glass of wine, which... Um, he called and he, he started to yell at me of like, and I have stories in between of trying to escape and whatnot, but um, this moment he, he was like, if you don't get back, I'm going to, the whole song and dance again. And I said, you know what? Fuck you. Good for you. And I said, I will burn your world to the ground. I said, you made one fundamental mistake. You let me too close. I know everything about your organization. I know how to bring you down and I will. Leave me the fuck alone. Don't touch my family or I will hunt you. And I hung up the phone. I was like, holy shit, did I just do that? I was like, <laughs> oh my. So then it was, you know, it was a midnight run. I went to Vegas. I grabbed everything. I, and I bailed. Got and out. I laid low. I didn't go on social media. I, um, I was dark for about 10 years because I had so much trauma. And the relationship I was in couldn't handle even this conversation that I just had. Couldn't, couldn't do it. It was throw it under the rug. No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. I was like, okay. So it felt like I was this, this soda can being shaken all the time that right. I just wanted to explode because I never could talk about it. Which is, there wasn't a single person I could talk to about it. See, I don't, I don't understand that. Thank you for sharing that, Thank by you. the way. Yeah, I just, it's like, I just never crazy. understand. Like I'm listening going, just, it's like, you're such an amazing woman. It's like, that's a part of your story. And like, thank yeah. you for sharing. Like, I look at you like how I'm sure it is like, Oh, well, just made you a better person and look how strong yeah. you are now. I see the strength in this beautiful woman and that's all I see. Like all that is just your past, you know? And that's something I try to tell people go, you cannot sit there and judge or, or try to kind of skate around someone's story of their life just because it makes you, you feel, feel uncomfortable. Right. right, uncomfortable. Right. It's so fucked up. And if you're uncomfortable, look at your own dungeon. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, look at your own That's correct. Why, why we can't share things yeah. like that exactly. and then what's the point and of being in a relationship if, if you I can't, can't then I just don't yeah. want any part of it, it makes if no I sense. can't be myself right. and real and share mm -hmm. then because it makes you feel uncomfortable that's like a you problem and I kind of don't want any part of it I love that right. yeah, and, and so your true. problem becomes your problem I mean their problem becomes yours and you're like well, wait a minute I'm taking on your shit 
I can't I know, do that, it. Yeah. That's I'm not, not us working it. together. Right. That's me yeah. carrying it for you. Right. Oh, and there's times for that. Like you talk about the ebb and flow of in your relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. But like that conversation, you know, and for me, I never, I'm Dr. Fox. I'm yeah. that, I never talked about being molested in my entire 20s. Would not say well, thank you for sharing that word too. about Why it. Why yeah. not? Thank you. Why? Yeah. Because it ruined the social image. Mm-hmm. Right. I get that. Right. Yeah. Dr. Heal Thyself mm-hmm. became imperative. The problem was, you know, I was on television, I was on stage, I was doing 200 dates a year, you know, and it all has a very particular image. Back then, we didn't have podcasting. Right. So when you're on media, it's like, well, today we're on AM 47, <laughs> and doggone it, that's our great show. We'll be right back and they have fuck off. They're like, what oh, the God, fuck did yeah. he just talk about? Yeah, it's about? like, who's the psychopath over there, bro? Don't book that guy again. Booked him. Right? Yeah. And so, you, you know, you have to have the... Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's right. Well, it's, it's the same the reason why in sports, it's, it's as we all know, sports like actors, all that Correct. stuff, you know. But I like the fact that people are coming out now. I like the fact yeah. that you yeah. know it is changing. I mean, look slowly at, look at the Johnny Depp thing. Holy yeah. hell! That's Talk about really hanging laundry yeah. out, but yeah. real, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, Johnny Depp's great actor. Right. So is she. What does that have to do with real life? Right. And that's exactly where we get stuck. We get stuck in our fantasy world mm-hmm. in here that we constantly replay. Most of it is on autopilot from either a trauma, a trauma event, a previous relationship, business failure, whatever it is. We keep playing it over and over again, and we look at the world with hope, but we're planning for, and then we, it's like one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back. So really, I would say in the simplest of languages, what the Ultimate Business Quest is about is about rescuing ourselves from mediocrity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Because mediocrity is slow death. Mm-hmm. It's a death of a thousand cuts. Like if you just want to punch your ticket, punch your ticket, be a jester, go live in the woods, good I on you, mate. Either. You know, yeah. do your thing, uh-uh. right? If mediocrity, mediocrity, and that, and it comes in many forms. To your point, uh, to answer your question, in my twenties, that was mediocre, because everything else around it looked great. Yeah. On the inside, I'm like, I am so full of shit. If anybody knew what my real experience was, how I grew up, how my my life changed, my relationship with my father, oh man, it would ruin my image. Because that's what you're told. You have managers and agents, everyone around you going, oh. hey, man, you're on camera. you got 15 seconds. you got to nail this. So we got to yeah. get into this event. Or, hey, we're promoting the new Everything's book. On Everything, Everything's that's true. on record. Everything's on record. Everything's on record. And, yep, and I'm like, yep. and, right. and my response is, mm-hmm. thank God, because I can't remember half the shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Finally, for the first time in history. And my my dear, dear friend, his name is Andrew Fisher, who does some uh, uh, somatropic uh, breathing exercises and workshops that are amazing around the world. Dear friend. We've been friends all the way back since PGA Tour. He just said to me, he goes, you know, Foxy, here's the deal. He goes, for the first time in history, you can document from the moment you're born to the moment you die. No one else in human history has ever had that opportunity. So whether you put it on social media, that's your journey. But if not, document the hell out of everything so you can remember that experience. Nothing else. Pass it on. Pass it on to your kids. You know, we we both have kids. We have five between us, obviously not at the same time. Um, and I'm a grandfather. Hopefully that makes me a gilf. I think you are. Thank you. That's yeah. all that matters. And so right. I think I am too. So that's kind of, we've got two in the room now. Technically the, I'm a gilf. You are. Take that yeah, you yeah. are a gilf. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that though. That, yeah. You know, what? Yeah. Grandmother. I mean, grandmother in my head is like, grandma. hey, you want some meatballs? I, sexy grandma. You are definitely a sexy grandma. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What? And a great, and great aunt, great uncle. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Why'd you point at me? I'm great uncle. I'm because my you, nephew? you are also you a great uncle. Oh. You are a great uncle. <laughs> <laughs> you get a star. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and now, and thanks to podcasting, which is, thank you for being so patient for us to be on the show. I really appreciate both of you. Because I know that, that was, yeah, I, we tend to be much more, like, we, we'll get it booked. Right. But it was the right timing. 
is uh, with podcasting now, the mainstream media, we couldn't say these things. Jamie, you know that. You guys have been in media a long yeah. time. I couldn't say these things on camera. No. We just, I mean, we just did mainstream media, you know, uh, what is it, four days ago. And if I had talked about that openly, the whole oh. piece has nothing to do with what of we're course. actually doing to help yeah. businesses actually become right. prolific. And all of a sudden, that 10 minute fluff piece went to like two minutes. Oh, those right. It's like, yeah, well, right. you know, that was great. Uh, and who's just like there? this going, you know? get, get, get us out. What I used to say on the David Letterman show, I guess, like if, um, if, if no one came with a great story before, yep. they like, he would like, you would know if he's going to kick you off the show early on yep. or not. So you better have a story. And usually, if that person's in the chair after the commercial break, they did something right. They did something right. You know, yeah. And you could tell yeah. by how he leaned in. Yeah. Or he, like, okay, so we're going to be right. Right back, and you see him back in the stairs. You watch his body, like, oh, they're dead. And so, when you look at that, we couldn't come out and talk about that, yeah. right? It always came out after you were famous, and then your fame kind of, you know, kind of arced. So you had to come out with, you know, mm -hmm. I was really famous, I was a drug addict, whatever. Then we had to do it to kind of respark the interest again to get to your next thing, as opposed to how about we're just consistent all the way through. Right. Podcasting really allows us to do that because we don't have FCC regulations. We speak as we normally mm -hmm. speak. Yeah. Well, doggone it, Johnny. Everything's really sunny out there today on 102.7 <laughs> yes. KISS FM. Right. You know, you're having a great time sitting in traffic. And, you know, we're here to shut up. <laughs> right? Right. But, the, you know, when we look at that era of the 50s and, and, and somewhat the 60s, but more the 40s and 50s coming in, that era and that generation, it was all about the image. But the family being to protect, and that that legacy yeah, has that bled in now the four generations after we finally got to this place where everyone's like, how about we just wear a hoodie? Why do I have to wear a suit and tie mm -hmm. every day? That dumb as a box of rocks. I hate it. I haven't worn a tie. Yeah. I can't remember when. This is about as dressed up as I get. Uh, looks good. Thanks. I like that. that <laughs> way. This Wait, is wearing outfit. hats on media? Right That's a no-no. Yeah. You don't do that. What did I say we were going to the Oscar event? I go, God, I got to put on a suit. I was like, oh, man. I was like, I, I, don't, like, I don't like wearing suits. I'm, I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I look great in a suit. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like putting them on. Right. So I feel like I'm There's like, only two times you know, to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. So I cannot and imagine and every day. Yeah. Every day doing that. Oh, no. Yeah. Nuke, right? And we wonder why people had shadow lives. So realistically, it came to that same concept. So thank you one for having podcasts thanks for doing it because we know what it takes to put them together this is not easy and i know the entire team helps do it and two because we can actually have the truth yeah and that's what's missing it's true if we want to have our freedom mm -hmm. and we want it we got into business to have our freedom we got in relations to have freedom it's got to start with truth and right. some truths suck i get it but that's because we're, we have we held on to what it's not so long well but they yeah. don't have to suck that's yeah, true. That's perception. Yeah. Again, back to perception. Mm -hmm. Perception. Mm -hmm. right? Well, Example. you guys are inspiring. I can tell oh, you that much. Yeah. That's why I'm glad. I, when Thanks, I, man. He was like, can I get, I was like, yes, please, both <laughs> you guys, please come on. Because I know, once again, you, I, with you're just an amazing gentleman. Oh, and then like, I know that, of course, if he's amazing, then I know he's going to be with someone amazing. So, <laughs> thank you. yeah. But now we're going to delve into the question of the day. Uh oh. Okay. So you guys get to use your... Um, expertise. All right, hold on. Uh, being a couple. Uh, we're, we're in it now. Let's get on it. All right, we're going to get into let's it. Let's see what I chose here. Okay. Um, wow, look at this one. Question of the day. Hey, Christopher, Yahadi, and sexy Jamie V. Love the show <laughs> and listen every week. So just got married a few years ago to a guy who on paper has all the right stuff and 15 years older, but in bed falls a little short in all categories, if you know what I mean. I'm a very sexual girl who knew what I was getting into, but honestly, I feel like I need more. I've tried to step up our sexual side by trying different games and role-playing, but it still seems boring to me. Don't get me wrong, I think he's great in all the other categories of our relationship, but I need more zest in the bedroom and want to explore outside of our marriage. How do I approach this subject to him? I would start with mind fucks. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? Explain. Go ahead. <laughs> Not the answer I thought you were going to start with. Go that's ahead. awesome. Explain. I was like, that's yeah. great. Um, I like the start of this. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, great. Do tell. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> Take me there. So many times, it's like, I, I'm sorry, but, but porn and all that, it gets 
boring mm -hmm. and it's so monotonous and it's like okay great and and that's really creative with like the games and whatnot but shifting your energy while you um speak something so whether it be some sort of fantasy that's going on in your mind and you're speaking it and semi role-playing but just in an energetic point of view it sparks the relationship in a whole new dynamic because if you look online, there's very, very, very seldom, because I have, I'm like, that's a brilliant, um, brilliant business plan right there, is um, being able to pick genres okay. of those mind fucks. And then it sparks something within your relationship of a whole new level. And that's how I would. Right. So how do you how approach, how do you approach your partner with that though? Trust yep. and communication. Okay. Right. Or, but you have a better, uh, you communicate a lot better than I right. do though. That's your, that's your realm. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, let, let, let's ask, let's ask the, 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 the women in the room and in the, in the, in the show. Okay. Women, women make their decision if they're going to sleep with you in the first 15 seconds, mm -hmm. and they stick around to see if you're going to talk yourself out of it. I mean, so they, they already know. They know instinctually. It's just yeah. an instinctual that's thing. They look, they're like, like, Chris, okay, yeah. Uh, hopefully he doesn't say stupid. Something yeah. stupid the next hour that goes, ah, oh, shit, you blew it. Messed and that's up. What, that's what we do, right? We're like, ah. But after a certain point, there's only so many positions in the Kama Sutra, and half of them are bullshit. Have you ever tried the wheelbarrow? It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> the it doesn't work. You, I mean, if you haven't worked out on the bicep, man, like, oh, yo, so honey, great. we got to work on the yeah. Doritos thing. It's not working out, right? <laughs> I mean, all the blood's going to here. It should be somewhere else. This is not working. Right? So when we look at that, you're really going to boil down to, okay, there's only so many positions. So what's left? We take fantasy out of our relationship, and we replace it with reality. No different than we do in business. And the whole thing, and when we look about reality, fantasy, fantasy, reality, is that's where, that's where that truth lives again. Mm -hmm. Because the fantasy could be a reality, commonly called a dream, right? Or a goal, or an outcome, or a business model, or a relationship sequence. But we get scared to tell our fantasies, one, because what if they go, oh my God, they're a total freak job. And afraid of rejection. Yeah, Everybody's exactly. afraid of rejection. Right, yeah. yep. you're right. And mm -hmm. yet the biggest, the one thing you're rejecting the most is, or back to yourself yeah. again. I'm rejecting my own relationship because if you have the fantasy about it, go to your partner and say, yo, I was thinking about this. If nothing else, your partner can start to tell you stories because look, the best fucking town's a mind fuck. Let's cut the so shit. So true. Right? Because mm -hmm. you can take care of you better than anybody. Right? And there's less she can drama her, too. Yeah. Yeah. So much, <laughs> right? so what if you had that role where you, you explore and you just take fantasies and some of them are dark, some of them are middle ground, some of them are light and fun and they're airy and goofy. Right, uh, but people are afraid to sit there and say that. I'm like, well, you, last I checked, every major religion when they constitute a marriage, it says, you know, the two shall become one. Okay, well, then how come you're not? Mm -hmm. What are you afraid of? That means you're still two. Well, if you're two, then that means there's another party in the relationship. Now you're already having threesomes or foursomes or fivesomes. It's personality parts, right? As opposed to, what if you just told it's like. Honey, we're gonna. I'm gonna take you on this fantasy and not even bring it up. Mm -hmm. I might. She's. You know, when you asked her, would you bring? I wouldn't even bring it up. I just do it. Okay. So to, to your list, to your listener and your viewer who asked the question, just start taking the fantasy down the road. Right. Yep. What you see in your head, verbalize it. Close your eyes if you have to, and start talking about. You know, I was walking down the street today and I saw this person. It reminded me of you. And here's what happened. I looked at his eyes just for a brief moment. And for that moment, time stood still. And all of a sudden, I realized my entire body started to feel flush and I felt heated. And then I was thinking about, God, what would it be like if your hands were on my breast right now? And not were they just on my breast, but 
It had a commanding control, yet it was soft and hard at the same time. And I was going through this moment with him, and all I wanted to do is get home. And as I started to get home, I started to realize, I'll use your lineup. I may borrow it, Jamie. My panties started to change a little bit of different, <laughs> different moisture level going all back to the top of the show. Thank you for the insert. So, and you start telling that story. But we're so afraid to tell that story. I'm like, well, well, well wait a minute. Doesn't mean what? it's real. Doesn't yeah. mean Doesn't there's mean. anything that's wrong with you. Because that's where someone's head could go. All Bingo. Like, well, who's the guy? First thing yeah, you're like, who's that guy? Yeah. It's, it's oh, really right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get his number? Did you get his Instagram? So start, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's start exactly light and airy. Yeah. Maybe start where it's like, um, uh, you morph into something like their secretary or their whatever oh, I like the fantasy is. I know, right? Right. Yeah. Sexitary? Oh, we will. Sexitary? Yeah, sexitary. <laughs> sexitary. I'll be your sexitary. Um, is it still sexual harassment it? if we work this <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it <laughs> Shit. Counsel? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I waived my rights. Right, me too. Sexual harassment with you. But starting out where it's something within your own dynamic yeah. as opposed to, because that is a beautiful mind fuck. Yeah. However, you're right. So many with egos, with mm -hmm. um, insecurities may go down that road yeah. of, oh my gosh, you Shane did Gil. do that. You did, yep. th and, and then you start triggering and then you see them trigger and then it goes in a totally different direction. Yep. Which now, is you're really just, now you're fighting. Right. Now you're out. Now, now, you're now, now that whole fantasy mm -hmm. whole thing is, is now you're going to either go out and have to cheat or whatever it is exactly. to get your, own, get your own, but it's, it's done. You're so certainly talking about that one again. Yeah, if you do it in in a way uh, or create a fantasy that you know won't trigger them just to start out, just to get kind of your feet wet, so to speak, until you jump right in. Or if you, you know, if you want that candid conversation with your partner is really sitting down saying, ooh, I'm really, I'm, I'm really nervous about talking to you about this because of my own shit. Instead of placing it upon them, yeah. it's owning it like you did. That beautiful ownership mm -hmm. of, hey, Gorgeous. this is where I am really at right now. You want to play. Uh, but uh, it, I'm scared to even talk to you about it. Well, and I think on top of that, if, if uh, ah. I don't tell, puns intended on top of that. Ha-ha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Subconscious <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. um, is to your, to your viewer and your subscriber is... Embody that feeling that you want to feel. Right. Stop asking him to give it to you. Yeah. Right. He can't. No one can give you a feeling. Right. You're the one generating that. That's when you take ownership for your response, your own orgasm. You take responsibility for your own pleasure. That's true. It's yeah. not a hard thing to do, right. puns intended. That is right? actually so accurate because there are times right. when you do get frustrated in a relationship, you shut off where you don't have that deep, you know, that deep release. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because you are not connecting to your partner. Right. Not because they're not connecting with right. you. We put it on them. Exactly. You're not right. connected yeah. to I'm, yourself. I'm not willing to go, oh, right. okay. We I'm put it go on go. them. That's right. like, exactly. we all, even though we're not, we're not even knowing that we're doing it. But we're it, all we adults, remember? Yep. We're back to adults yeah. again. <laughs> right? That's why I don't like adults. They're full of shit. I'm like, stop. I'm in the bullshit. <laughs> all right. What do you say, Miss Dear? What do you What do you say to this? Ooh. Um... I think that um, if whatever she wants, she needs to create. He's not yeah. responsible. Right. Yeah. So go up, get what agree. you want. Right. Sim simple. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with everybody here, uh, girl. I think you need to just Seven either own up to what you want, <laughs> tell him what you want, and like, mind fuck, whatever you need to do, but just put it out there, <laughs> let him know what you want, and because he probably doesn't even know that he's being boring and stuff because you haven't really projected that or, or she told hasn't him communicated. yet. Exactly. So but also, there might be a lot of stresses because I know true. that that that's true. That that's always comes big, into it. And also, yeah. too, what's boring to her may not be boring to him. So have true. we talked about what boring actually means? Now that's boring. boring. Yeah. That's what bores me the most when you just said there. <laughs> right, when you can't like when you. You can't like connect yeah. because you both have what you're born right. might not be there. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, what, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I know what it means to me, right? But that doesn't mean that means anything to the rest of the world. Mm. So just have that conversation. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, what's the point of being married? 
All right. Well, we got it. You heard it from them, guys. This is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Travis and Michelle Fox. They are amazing guests. Um, this is our first couple, by the way, we've had on the show. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. that's cool. So thank you We're for that. Yeah. <laughs> we got de-virginized. Yay. So Again. De-virginized Again. us, actually. So, all right, guys, is there anything I know that about your business? Please plug. Michelle, what do you want to start with? Plug whatever you want to plug. Your social um, media, business. What's going uh, on? Yeah. Uh, uh, like we said, uh, ultimatebusinessquest.com or um, Business Empire app. If you're looking for either a side job, you want to start something new, it's a really great place to start. It is free. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of um, in-app fun games, and it really takes you on the journey of where you want to go, where you want to take your company, or even leveling up. Love that. All right, Travis? Yeah, what you said, download the app, guys. Look, I mean, now in the Great Recession, more than ever, uh, you know, most nations, including the United States, our GDP is made up from people who make less than a million dollars a year. This is the stuff that they need to level up their game. So it's designed for whether you're starting a business or you have a business, you want to go to a brand or you're looking to exit. So it's designed for all. And it's also designed for employees as well. Level one, level two or three, which we define so you know where you are. But you're going to go on an escalation of adventure. There's map one, map two, map three, and it continues to grow until the point where we're not telling you anything. Right. You're making all the decisions. You're the king and queen of your business. You're the king and queen of your life. And that's really what education is about. And so for us, it's about giving it away. And people are like, well, why are you giving it away? Well, if you look at every major company that's made impact, it always started with micro. Mm -hmm. It never started with high ticket items. That's just a cash grab. No disrespect to my fellow brothers and sisters out there. That I've been a part of that as well. But two, our biggest value, because we have a 501 that also goes along with this, and we do support autism. We, we support sex traffic survivors so that they can get into business as well. But we're also about changing the educational system for real. Our deep, uh, bodaciously outrageous goal, and I'm going to say it here on the podcast, and thank you all of you for even being a part of it, is we want to win a Nobel Peace Prize for changing education back into, into a learning system. Oh, because if God. we had all learned what we've just discussed here in yeah. the last 90 minutes, back when we were that age, imagine what this world really could yes. be. Business, yeah, relationship, right. yep. exactly. Right. We work cooperatively together, and we have fun doing it because, damn, we're only here for like that, right. for grains of sand. So that's really our bodacious, outrageous goal, and, the, and the, the actual process is going through accreditation as we speak. So it actually gets into school. So anybody who's a part of it, just by downloading the quest, changing your own life, get share it with somebody else, it's gonna have that tsunami effect. And now working together, more than ever, this species as humans, when we need to work together. Yes, we do. Fast. Yeah. Man, he's right about that. Yeah, for All right, sure. Ms. Villamore, what about yourself? Um, just a shout out to Alani New and Seltzer. Thank you so much for the drinks and always taking care of us. All right, and guys, uh, you can find me at Fetchport on anything social media or at Dating Intelligence. And this has been an amazing show and a very insightful show. Thank you guys so yeah, much for joining us today. So and uh, we'd love to have you down the road again That'd for another one, yeah. subject. So, all right, guys, that's another episode of Dating Intelligence. <laughs> like, and as Dr. Travis laughs over there, uh, and we will catch you on the flip side. See ya. Oh.